Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Oh Lord, thank you for this morning. Thank you that you rose again. We thank you, Lord, there was an empty tomb, just as you had promised. We thank you, Lord, for the reminder that all hope was not lost. That when they ran to that tomb, they couldn't believe what had happened. And yet, when they got in the tomb, it says, and then they believed. And so, Lord, as we look at your word this morning, may it be powerful. May it be the victory in our lives that changes the direction and path of our life. Lord, thank you for bringing us together this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Scripture this morning is out of John chapter 20. And mine's titled, The Empty Tomb. It says, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started toward, for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there and as, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. May God add his blessing to the reading of, this, of his word this morning. Oh Lord, thank you. Thank you for being so close to us, for holding us so close. Lord, as we look at this passage this morning, we'll recognize pretty quickly that Mary and Peter and John were feeling very far away from you. Their hearts were broken. And they were struggling to find the victory in the day. And yet, your words while you were still alive, before you would be crucified, were words that they would hear in their, in their minds. And Lord, as we look at your word this morning, I pray that it would be powerful today because you are a powerful and mighty God. Lord, I pray right now for those who don't know who you are, who have not made you the Lord of their life. Maybe they just showed up because there's breakfast. Whatever. 
Lord, I pray that you'd step into their lives this morning. And Lord, for those of us who have already made that decision to follow you, may we be encouraged to keep moving forward. The victory has already been won. Thank you for the power over death this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. No children's church, don't nobody be running. No children's church, no running. Sorry, you'll have to wait till next week, but I promise you can run twice as fast next week. How's that? If you have no clue what I'm talking about, I usually encourage kids to run every Sunday. Well, I'd like to welcome you if it's your first time here. I want to encourage you uh, to fill out a Connect card. I don't have my bulletin in front of me or I would show you. Uh, I want to encourage you, if you don't know, we have breakfast right after uh, service is done at 9 o'clock and you can go right out to the gym. It's that-ish that way. Can't get there that way really as easy, but if you go around the hall, it'll be a lot easier. Uh, I want to encourage you to, to stay in fellowship uh, and, and in, enjoy uh, breakfast, breakfast with us this morning. I, I got to laugh. We don't have half as many prayer requests or praises on the day we're going to have food. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's only 8.30. I'm thinking, how am I going to get an hour, half an hour? I got till 9.30, right? Just kidding. Till 9. Lou says 9. We got till 9, Lou, right? Yes. Are you hungry, Lou? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Anybody else hungry? Brian Renner's hungry. He is risen. Isn't that exciting? That should be an exciting thing for us this morning. We should be excited. He went to the cross, but there was victory in what seemed like was, would be something so uh, the opposite of victory. Um, when you watch that, uh, the intro video, uh, Brentley put that together a couple years ago, and it's kind of a hard video to watch, some of it, right? Because the music... The music is pleasant. The melody is kind of nice. And yet the video, uh, the, the words are hard to take. But what, and I don't know if you noticed, most of it is in black and white. Did you catch that? There's only a little bit in color. It's not until the tomb is open is there color in that video. And it's on purpose. The idea being for us to be able to, to, to realize that when Jesus conquered the grave and came out of the tomb, life was different. It might have been black and white at the beginning, but it was color when he came back to life. And this morning's passage, uh, we have been working our way through uh, the journey to the cross. We have watched Jesus uh, in, in, tar in tough times, we have watched Jesus in good times, we have watched Jesus with these many interactions for the last six weeks, interactions with, with people in very human ways. And last week we, we talked about Palm Sunday and, and the parade and how things would go from a parade and go downhill during the week. And it would be a tough week. And yet, this morning, the cross is a sign of victory. 
a victory in our life. I was told once that the pastor's easiest sermon to preach is this morning, right? Just preach what's in there. You don't even have to, right? It's, it's easy. I don't know if that's true. But I want to encourage you, and I want you to think about this. Do you want to finish this life strong? Do you want what it takes to finish life victorious this morning? I have the, the key to that victory, the victory in our lives. See, all too often we think that money will be the key to our victory, that uh, a good 401k will solve our problems, uh, that retirement will take care of that, or a new car will fix that, or a child will solve that, or the next promotion will, will make everything better. And I, and I just need to tell you that every one of those things in this life, this world, is an empty promise. It's a promise we actually believe will make us better. That we, I'll be victorious. And we see these, these people that have their own businesses and we're like, yeah, that's the best thing that ever happened. You can live on, let me tell you, yeah, right. I was going to say, to ask a few of these, these people with their own business how, how, uh, how perfect it is, right? But in our minds, we begin, if I didn't have a boss and I was my own boss, all of my life would be perfect. If my kids would grow up and move out, my life would be perfect. We have all these short-sighted uh, things that we think will make our life better, that will somehow give us victory in this world. I have a friend who thinks he can buy happiness, and he has, he has the means to do that. He doesn't need God in his mind. And he, would, he, he doesn't really say that, but that's how he lives his life. The next nice car, the next new uh, vacation, the next new whatever. And yet, he still continues to, to look for something better, to the next thing. There's never, there's this insatiable desire to get to the finish line. And you know what? He never gets there. And the reason he never gets there is he's looking for the wrong thing. When Mary goes to the tomb in the morning at sunrise or before sunrise, she doesn't go looking for an empty tomb. She goes to mourn the loss of her friend Jesus. She goes to mourn and cry. She's hurting deeply. When she gets there and realizes that the tomb is open, that someone rolled the stone away, she doesn't automatically say, He is risen, does she? She didn't say that at all. She said, Somebody stole the body. Someone stole them. Let's talk about where victory is found this morning. 
Victory is found in a missing body. When she gets to that tomb, Jesus is not in the tomb. Just think for a moment how it would feel if we went to a funeral of a loved one. Yeah, without the body. Exactly, Lou. Right. If we went to a funeral to go see our loved one for one last time and there was no one in the casket, that would be an odd feeling, would it not? That would be kind of weird maybe, Lou? Creepy. Creepy. I'm training Lou, so when Kenny, Lou gets a little older, Kenny will have to move back a row or two. <laughs> be careful what you That's right. <laughs> she goes to the tomb, and he's not there. And Jesus, long before this, had spoken of this moment back in John chapter 2, way back in John. Jesus answered and said, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. Jesus said, there's victory in the missing body. The missing body is not there because I am alive. If we jump forward just a little bit to a couple of verses after we stopped reading, we'll quickly find out that Mary, she meets Jesus. She thinks he's the gardener. And I don't know if he's playing a practical joke on her, because I'm not sure that's cool. But he says, hey, who are you looking for? I don't know if he says it in that. And she realizes his voice. She hears Jesus' voice. And she recognizes that the victory is in, in the fact that he is no longer in the grave. His body is no longer there. He is alive. If you want victory in this life and life to follow, this is where it begins. And that's why people say, well, this is an easy sermon to preach. Because it's all the gospel. Take Jesus at his word. He was dead and buried and crucified and laid in that tomb and rose again to life. Even Mary, his best friend, or one of his very close friends, had a hard time figuring out it was him at first. It was so uncanny. It was so... It took a lot of faith to believe that Jesus could rise again, come back to earth. But the victory is in that missing body. He's not in the tomb. It wasn't a magic trick. He rose from the dead. Victory is found in the empty linens. Remember when Mary ran from the tomb, she ran back to Peter and John and, and said, Hey! Somebody has taken him. The tomb was open, but there was no body. And when Peter and John, they come back, John is 
must be a bit taller because he's faster because he makes it there fat first, right? But he doesn't. Scripture says he doesn't go in. He stands at the door. And Peter comes and he runs right by him. Shoom, right in the tomb. And what do they find? They find empty linens. The linens he had been wrapped in, laying at the spot. This is how this worked. It, it works a little different now than it did then. Most, most tombs had a, a stone, a place for their, the body to be. And they would pack them with up to 100 pounds of uh, spices so they didn't stink so bad. And they would leave them on that, that spot in the linens. And hopefully, before they had to open that tomb back up, the body had disintegrated to bones. And a lot of times, they would, they would, then they would take those bones and move them for the next person. A little different than what we do today. But the whole goal was uh, that they would have a safe place for that body. And when they got there, there was nothing in the, the linens. There was just an empty space where Jesus had been. The victory is he wasn't there. Jesus spoke in Luke 24, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men to be crucified and on the third day rise again. They might not have caught that. They heard it, but they didn't catch it, right? They didn't, they didn't understand that Jesus would come out of that grave and walk the earth again. But maybe the most important part part you need to hear this morning is that victory is found in a step of faith. A step of faith. Lots of times in this world we, we, don't, we put faith in a lot of things we don't realize. When you get your brakes changed on your car, you have faith that the guy that changed them first put your lug nuts on actually gave you breaks, didn't cut your lines, right? When I do my own, I don't even have faith in myself. I always like pump the brakes about 20 times and make sure I didn't mess up something that the brakes fall off. Or even maybe a better one. I like this one the best, I think. Every time I go and get meds at the, at the, at the Walmart pharmacy, I think to myself, I wonder if they gave me the right ones, or did they give me poison this time, right? And, and ask yourself, if you don't believe me, ask yourself this question. If you've been taking a med for a year, and all of a sudden, it's like one quarter of a millimeter bigger or smaller or a different color, what happens? We freak out, right? You know what they've, come, they've gone to? They actually put a sticker on your, if you haven't seen this, they put a sticker on your prescription that says, just because this pill doesn't look the same, it's still the right one. Have you seen, just in case, exactly, have you seen those stickers? 
The victory is in taking the step of faith. In, in, in understanding that the tomb was actually empty. And maybe, probably the most important part of the passage this morning is John says that he saw and he believed. It was in that moment of recognition that he had heard for the last three and a half years that Jesus would, would be gone. And, and even from Thursday night when they sat around the table and he said, do this in remembrance of me until I return, they didn't fully understand it. It didn't come full circle until that moment when he actually saw the empty tomb and the empty linens. Then he believed. Romans chapter 10 says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I I, I just want to be really clear this morning. There are a lot of things that a lot of churches try to sell us on that says you got you got to give so much money in a in an offering you got to you got to you got to do 20 penances you got to you got to invest all your time and energy in the church you have to you have to be nice to people all the time those are good things but they're not what get you to heaven it's not a scale of if i did one more better thing than the worst thing then i'll be okay when you come to Christ, your heart begins to change, and you will do those things. But that's not what gets you to heaven. Be, I just want to be clear about that. It's believing that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, and that he was sinless, and he took my sin upon him. That's it. Don't add anything else to it. Don't add any more to it. It's not about how much money you give to the church every week. It's not about all the nice things you say. It's, it, it, it isn't about any of those things. This is the crux of our faith. Declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart. My sense is this. Lots of people understand that Jesus went to the cross. Lots of people believe that he could died with perfection. But they struggle to believe that he would have come back to life. Yeah, that's a hard one. But we look at John, who's, who stood there, who had been there for three and a half years with him, and we recognize very quickly that John, the, the light bulb came on. The epiphany was like, ding, ding, ding. And it says, and he believed. The question for you this morning, do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Do you believe that he went to the cross for you? Do you believe that that makes all the difference in the world? Do you believe that he loved you that much, that much to go to the cross for you. Let's pray.
Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We look at this passage, and Lord, if we put ourselves in the picture real quick, we recognize that uh, we too would have gone to a tomb looking for a body. We too would have been surprised by empty linens. We too would have been blown away that Jesus was alive. Lord, we're reminded that Thomas said, Lord, I want to believe. Help me in my unbelief. Lord, as, as people who continue to walk this earth, we recognize that the victory is found in one and only place. It's in you. And so, Lord, for anyone this morning who hasn't made that decision, I pray that they would make that decision before it's too late. That this morning would be the day. The day that they would recognize their sin is so deep and dark and bad that they need your love. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. In your name we pray. Amen.